0: Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast, brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, man. Welcome back. We are in week four of responsibility. And uh, this is uh, definitely one of my favorite topics. But um, so I'll give you just this little small brief overview. Uh, The first week we talked about... Um, The cycle of victimhood and getting out of that cycle simply starts with owning your part, taking responsibility for your response, and uh, asking yourself, what could you have done differently? It sends you in a totally different cycle and a totally different pattern just by simple recognition and asking yourself this question. Week 2, we covered um, the difference between... Um, the victimhood mentality and the victor mentality. And then in week three, we covered about taking responsibility for what is placed inside of your hands. So this week, we're talking about your response in the storm. Now, here's the reality of things that many things happen to us that are beyond our control. Now, the only thing that we can control is our response to the storm. Now, the reality is, is that there, there is going to be storms in life. They are unavoidable and they happen to each and every one of us. If you go back and look at the parable about the uh, building your house on the sand or building your house on the rock, you will see that the storm and the flood came upon both men. Um, That is that life happens. Uh, Stuff happens, and uh, a lot of different things take place, and they happen to all men. Now, they don't happen to all men equally. (laughs) You know, some uh, have a, it seems like a more smooth sailing, but at any rate, the storm comes upon us all. So we're going to jump in this. Jesus calms the storm, and chapter 8 of Luke, uh, verse 22, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and they sailed out to the other side. So I'm gonna comment on this as I read, but the first thing that I see in this storm scenario is that uh, life's a journey, and there's no way out of this journey. We are on a quest, we are on a hero's quest, we are on a journey, and that journey uh, is not a straight path that is that there's many twists and turns and forks in the roads many crises many challenges and times where we don't know which way to go and obstacles that we look at and we say how are we going to get over this obstacle now i think it's really important for us to have our expectation level set right and if we have our expectation level set right then um then we're not caught off guard by these things that begin to happen. So the Bible says this, that you all, all of us, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And that hardship is in the form of difficulties, challenges, and journey. And understanding that we are going to face these things... Uh, sets us up in our mind to um, be able to face the challenges that were uh, coming our way. We're not surprised. Like, because we know what this life is all about, and that we are in a, 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 a period of, could be trial, it could be testing, it could be difficulties and hardships, and knowing that we are going to face these things, and that we must endure. Now, endurance. That is to uh, stand under pressure. That is to make it through to the other side. And it's important for us to to really know that, that God doesn't promise uh, smooth sailing. But what he does promise is to really radically change your mindset about the storm. And it can be storming all around us. And we could be in a storm, but the storm doesn't have to be inside of us. And what I'm talking to you today is about taking responsibility for your attitude in the storm, taking a responsibility for your mindset in the storm, and most of all, taking responsibility for your behavior inside of the storm. So understand this, life is going to be a journey, right? They set sail that day or they had a, a journey, a destination in mind, and that was going to, to get to the other side. And understand this: that in your life, whatever challenges you face, whatever goals that you can you set, uh, you can rest assured that there is going to be challenges and setbacks to achieving that goal. Right? Unless you set uh, whimsical goals that are easy to meet. Right? But if you set real uh, hard goals that cause you to stretch inside of your family, faith, fitness, and finance, you can guarantee that there's going to be obstacles to you reaching your goal. And so understanding that, coming in, in that with the mindset and saying, oh, here's my challenge. Here is my wall that I have to scale. Here is the difficulty that I must go over. And begin to trust uh, God inside of that. So understand first that life is a journey. Uh, Number two is really to really solidify where you're going. Now we see here in verse 22 that they, they said, let us go over to the other side of the lake. Now between point A and point B is a storm. And it doesn't matter which way you slice it, you're going to have to acknowledge that and then begin to choose your response in the storm. Because the reality is if we allow the storm to change our attitude, if we allow the storm to steal our joy, if we allow the storm to get us inside of bitterness and get us hating life and get us depressed, then we are the storm is overtaking us and we're not overtaking the storm. And so it's important inside of this to begin, you know what? I can choose my response. Now, here's the reality. Um, I'm not saying that what you're going through is not difficult, right? I've been through a lot, a lot of difficult moments in my life, and I've experienced a lot of pain. And the reality is, is that they were very difficult and they were very painful. Now, I'm not saying that this storm is not going to bring you pain. And I'm not saying that you're not good, that it is not an extreme difficulty, that it's not an extreme challenge. What I'm saying is this, is that these storms are experienced through our brotherhood throughout the whole world and that everybody is going through something. We are in this earth and we are passing through, right? We are are in the world, but we're not of the world and this world is not our home and you can have it, right? And we're of a different mindset, a different belief system, a different kingdom. But the reality is, is that we are going through and we're going through this experience and really looking at that and saying, you know what, I'm going to choose my response in the storm because here's the reality. I can't control the storm. I can't control the weather, now, it's funny that the, the Chinese are, are uh, becoming so advanced in their technology that they've actually uh, 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 set up where they can, con- they can control the weather in a very large uh, location, and they're going to use that as manipulation. But anyway, side point. Uh, we, for the most part, cannot control the weather, but we can control our weather up here, and that is in our mindset. As we go through these difficulties, we decide whether uh, we sink or swim. We decide whether we become bitter. And that is, oh my gosh, man, I can't believe um, the trials that God is putting upon me. I can't believe the things that he's allowing in my life and blah, 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 blah. And what do we do? We just get angry and we get bitter with God. And so that is a, a, a prime example of allowing the storm inside of us. Okay. And so responsibility is this. I have the ability to choose my response, man. When we were uh, deep in addiction and we were, uh, uh, governed by our impulses and we, we yielded to those impulses, uh, we didn't see this mindset. This mindset is is for those who have had the light bulb turned on and those who practice awareness and, and understand and know that I don't have to give in to my triggers. I don't have to yield to these impulses. And so when the storm comes, you say, you know what? I don't have to get angry. I don't have to get frustrated. I don't have to begin to blame God for all of this different stuff. I don't have to go that route. I could choose my response, and that is a powerful reality. I want you to think about this real quick: that every single hero of the Bible faced a challenge. There is not a person in the Bible who is called a hero of faith that that, that got that status or, or or got that reputation without going through difficulty. Right? We see in Hebrews chapter eleven there that through faith they stopped the mouth of lions. Right? And that they had their dead resurrected and they uh, uh, experienced a burning, fiery furnace. And Abraham went out to uh, left his land and not knowing where he was going. And uh, you we see all these different stuff that these men faced. And the reality is, is that their challenge made them. The difficulties that you go through are the ones that establish your reputation and your endurance and your patience and really define who you are. And so the reality is, is that if we don't understand that we're meant to go through these difficulties, um, we, we lose the very, uh, character lesson. We lose the refinement of our character and the burning off of the draws. And we lose the very thing that is going to catapult us into the direction that God wants us to go. And I'll say this, is that the children of Israel, when they left the slavery of Egypt, they had to go through the Red Sea. And they had to go through the wilderness. And they had to go through all these different experiences before they went into the promised land. Uh, this is an this is a type and an analogy of what takes place in our life. We're we're heaven-bound, right? We are 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 met and created for eternity, but here we are in this human existence and we're going through. And this is a metaphorical wilderness. So we have to go through this wilderness. Uh, to get to the promised land. And we have to go through whatever difficulty it is to achieve our goals. And and the whole reality of the whole Bible is that we have to go through. You see, the reality is, is that there's no David without facing Goliath. And that is the, the establishment of his character, of who he was, was through the giant. It was through facing the difficulty and the opposition that uh, came his way. And uh, we we have to understand that. Now we have a desire for an easy life. I don't know who wants these difficulties, right? I don't know who wants to go through these storms. Uh, I could tell you for sure, I didn't want to go through, you know, a divorce. I didn't want to, you know, have my dad overdose from heroin. I didn't want to have my mom die from, uh, from drugs and stuff. You know, I didn't want any of these things happen and, but I didn't have a choice in the matter. These are things that I had to face and had to endure and had to process and I had to go through. Okay. And so our desire for the easy life is our main enemy. Our desire for comfort above the pain of change. Now, I can guarantee you in this transformation process, it's much like giving labor, right? Uh, the brothers talked about this in, in, in some of our meetings, but it's much like giving labor. And if we want to produce life, there are labor pains, right? And it's going through the process of delivery. Now, We want life, right? We want all the great things inside of our family, faith, fitness, and finance, but we don't want the birth pangs, and we don't want to go through the delivery process to produce the life inside of that area. And so what do we do? We resist. We resist. We resist change because it's too uncomfortable. We resist the storm because it's too hard. Well, the reality is, is this, is that we were meant to go through The writer in Psalms 23 there says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And he understood something that the Lord is our shepherd and he possibly might lead us into these dark places. This has been one of my big questions that, uh, you know, that I thought about God. Why does God allow bad things to happen to us? Why did the Spirit lead Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil? And the main answer that always comes to me is that there's no returning in the power of the Spirit unless Jesus went through the temptation in the wilderness. And that there's no promised land unless we go through the wilderness. And there's no King David unless we go through and face our Goliaths. But man, we have some Goliaths. We have some big giant things that... uh, that are looming over us. And it's only the recognition and the facing of those things and understand that we are going to go through that leads us to the victory that we're looking for. All right. So moving on, we must, we must go through it. And verse 23, as they sailed, he fell asleep. Speaking of Jesus, And a squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. They were in great danger. And the disciples went and woke him saying, master, we are going to drown. So they're facing this difficulty. They're facing the storm and, um, and the Bible doesn't like speak about it lightly, like it's so insignificant. Oh, this is just like a little raindrop, <laughs> right? It goes into detail that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. And this is the realities that we face. And this this very idea of the boat being swamped uh, correlates to the word overwhelmed, Overwhelmed is a boat term, and it is when there's too much water in the boat that it starts to sink, you are whelmed, overwhelmed, so much so that you are sinking, right? And so that is the reality of some of the things that we have to face. There are going to be things that come into our life that are going to cause us to be overwhelmed, and what does that mean? That we have so much that we are holding that it feels like we're sinking, and it's literally it has this uh, concept of being to the point of breaking. Okay. And that is things are going to come upon us that bring us to our breaking point. And we shouldn't be surprised that these things are coming. And it's our response in these situations that really prove whether we got the lesson down or not. Now here's the reality. God, um, he knows what's in our heart. He doesn't need to bring anything in our life to to know what we're go- what we're going to do, okay? If that were the case, then he wouldn't be God. He's all knowing, he knows past, present, and future. He knows every single, he knows, okay? So these situations are not for him to know or for him to discover. They are for us to know and for us to discover, because if I face a certain situation and I feel overwhelmed and I choose to respond in a very negative manner, and that is that I'm going to sedate, that I'm going to take substances, I'm going to drink, I'm going to do drugs, I'm going to do all of these different things, and I choose to sedate. It brings me the awareness of where I really am, not where I pretend to be, Now, all of us, you know, have a certain sort of pretense about us, but the storm reveals actuality, fact, and reality. And so these things bring out my current location. They reveal to me where I am at in the lesson process. Have I mastered it? Have I got it down? And if we go through these difficulties and we get overwhelmed and we choose our response in a very positive manner, and understanding that uh, this these kind of trials come upon the whole world, and we don't get, uh, we don't choose to go down that path, what we tell ourselves and what is assured to us is that we have learned the lesson. And the reality about this is that, that if we got the lesson, nobody repeats a passing test. I need to understand, uh, for us to understand that. Once we begin to rise up and we begin to learn, we begin to understand the lessons. We begin to take them, them to heart and we begin to pass them. It's it's very uh possible that we won't have to repeat them repeatedly over and over again, right? It's when we fail the test, when when we need to be shown you know, certain things that are going on in our, inside of our lives that are causing us to fail and falter. So here it is, you know, they're in deep trouble. They're, um, and Jesus is asleep. Now, <laughs> here's the reality that I find in this is that it's totally okay to be calm in the storm. Here it is. Other men are panicking. Other men are in, uh, are in panic mode, right? And what is Jesus doing? He's chilling. He's relaxed. He's calm. Now, there's multiple reasons why he is able to behave that way, um, which we might go into them. But understanding this first, that it's okay for me not to panic. Now, when certain situations happen inside of the world, uh, it's communicated through media and through all channels. Now's the time to panic. Look at everybody they' they're storing teepee right? They're, everybody's worried about wiping their ass And so you should be worried too. Now the world gives their uh, uh, their message of communication. Now's the time to panic, right that it's okay for you to choose a different response. And begin to uh, uh, not act as other men do, and stand in a calm kind of stoic demeanor, and say, you know what, other men are 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 uh, are responding and driven by fear, but I choose that I'm not going to be governed by fear, and I'm not going to be manipulated by outside sources, and I'm going to choose my response to this. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to accept what you tell me what I should be doing. You see, and that is the area of extreme responsibility that says, you know what? I'm going to choose my response inside of this this storm and everything that's going on around me. Man, that's powerful. So it's okay to be calm. Jesus was asleep in the storm. What were the disciples doing? The disciples woke him and said, Master, we are going to drown. In another location, they said, Master, do you not care? Do you do you not care that we are dying? Right? So here's the reality of what they faced. They they faced a story, a scenario. They allowed the storm. To begin to communicate certain things to them, and then they co- they begin to complete the story. They begin to finish it, and their narrative was this: two things. We are going to die, and God doesn't care. That's the two stories that they accepted, and so now we have this um, we have this reality. That the difficulties and the storms are going to come upon us. But we get to choose the narrative thereafter. Now, we could be like the disciples and say, I'm going to die from this and um, God doesn't care about me. And it's very relevant inside of the things that are, the storm that is going on inside the world that is shaking the very foundations of of everything, right? Everything is being shaken and tested and, and removed from its place and all these different things that are going on. And we could choose that narrative if we want to. But if we take responsibility and say, you know what, I'm going to choose the response that most benefits me. And so, though my mind might say that I'm going to die, though my mind might say that God doesn't care about the things that I am going through, I can take responsibility and I could choose a different narrative. It could go something like this. I recognize that I'm in a storm right now, and I have the ability to choose my response. My natural impulse tells me to be scared and run and be driven by fear. My natural impulse tells me to question God's motives and begin to say that He doesn't really care about me. You can acknowledge all of that and say, but contrary to every impulse that I have and everything that is going on inside of my life, I'm going to choose to respond in faith because this I know. I'm going to the other side, and that I am going through this difficulty, and this challenge is not going to beat me, that I am going to rise to the occasion, and I'm going to be a victor inside of this story, the end. And so the narrative, we get to choose. We get to choose the narrative. Even in the storm, if you go out in a blaze of glory, right? Even if you go out and the ship sinks and you go under, just the very mindset of, you know what? I'm going out in a blaze of glory. We had this happen, uh, you know, inside of Washington. There's a, a place that we go to. Every time we go there, it's a business. And they are going under due to all the rules and regulations that have been forced upon them. And they decided to go out in a blaze of glory, man. They are sinking. They are going under, but they're going out in ultimate defiance. And we are staying open and we are going to give our employees their last paychecks and their last holiday. And come what may, you could charge us $100,000 a day. I don't care because I recognize that I'm in the storm and there's nothing I could do about this situation. So let's go out in a blaze of glory. Even if that's the mindset, it's better than saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. God doesn't care about me anymore. Now, I don't mean to be facetious, but you see the self-pity. You see the victimhood. You see everything that goes and centered around that statement. And we get to choose our response inside of the storm that is a powerful, powerful reality. I'm just going to stop there. But the reality is, is that Jesus said, where's your faith? He thoroughly expected them to rise up in their authority and choose their response and, and meet the storm. He thoroughly expected that. That's why he said, where is your faith? Why are you so fearful? And so rising in our authority and choosing our response and, and saying that we are going to stand in faith. Now, this is the ultimate example of the three Hebrew children. They said, What? The Nebuchadnezzar the king said, When this I built this image of gold, and everybody needs to bow down, right? And at the sound of the music, everybody must bow. Sounds familiar to the times that we are facing and going to continue to face, right? Everybody must bow. And there's three dudes saying, we're not going to bow. They are brought before the king. And the king says, I heard that you didn't bow. And he was furiated, right? And they said, you know what? The God whom we serve is able to deliver us. Even if he doesn't, let it be known that we will not bow. And so they faced their burning, fiery furnace. And they had the same reality of these disciples is that Jesus was present there in the fire with them and they went through the fire and came out and didn't even smell like smoke. They went through the burning, fiery furnace and came out and didn't smell like smoke. Man, I got to comment on this because we go through our difficulties and we go through the fire and we come out and we smell like crap. We smell like smoke. There's soot and things all over us, and we're complaining, and we're whining, and we're all of these different things, right? And we forget the example of Jesus who endured such contradiction of sinners that they that they plucked out his, his beard, and they shoved a crown of thorns on his head, pierced his side, whipped them with a the cat, all these different things. You wouldn't expect when he would resurrect and that he would start complaining. Oh my gosh, look at what these people did to me. Look at how they whipped me. Look at how they treated me. And he could have gone on from now to eternity in victimhood, telling his victim story repeatedly over and over to whoever would listen. But he didn't do none of that. And we know how powerful uh, Jesus Christ is and the example that he sets for us. Even if God doesn't deliver us, Even if we don't make it through, let it be known, we're not going to battle. Man, that is the ultimate form of responsibility. All right, brothers, get ready for the next lesson. I believe it's forgiveness. And we're going to talk about releasing and and, uh, going through uh, trauma and uh, letting go of those things. So it's going to be an awesome month. Peace.